we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. Today I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott, and uh, the topic of today's uh, talk is all about delegating effectively. That's right, delegating effectively. Many leaders uh, want to delegate, they think they delegate. Uh, some of us have struggled delegating, but I want to talk to you about the importance of delegating. Once again, the Anointed Leadership Podcast. Before we get into the content, I just want to ask you if you'll do me a favor and give me a review. Uh, if you'll give me five stars, I really appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button or hit the bell and to be notified when we drop a new episode. Also, if you would do me a favor and just share this with some of your family or friends, if the content adds value to you or it's good for you and you know it could be good for them, do me a favor, just share it with them. And because uh, our goal at the Anointed Leadership Podcast is just to help people walk supernaturally natural in the call of God and the anointing of God in their life. Amen. Well, I call you blessed. Let's jump into the content today. And uh, something I hear about in leadership is this. They scream that they don't have enough time. I don't know about you. Uh, I feel that way at times that I just don't have enough time in the day. Sometimes I get up earlier and I come into the office earlier because I don't have enough time in the day. Sometimes I say things like this or I've said things like this and maybe you've said this and you say, I'm just so exhausted. I am so tired. Uh, some of us have the thought leadership where we are constantly thinking about different organ uh, uh, programs or different things that we need to add to our departments or to add to our teams or add to our business or add to our church or ministry. And we just say, I'm so exhausted. I'm so drained. I'm, I, I'm, I can't keep going on this way. Some of us will say it this way. I'm so busy that I don't have time to, what is that time? I don't have time to think. I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to have a meeting. I'm just so busy. Some people will say things like, I would love to help but I am so covered up. I'm covered up to my neck or to my ears or over my head in work or in business or planning or whatever that is. I want to talk to you today about delegating uh, because many of us have said these types of things. Many of us have this idea that we're so busy. I, I look at it in three different levels of busy. If I could real quick, number one is the extremely busy where you are just overwhelmed and you are productive and you are doing what you're supposed to do. Some of us are just busy. We, we, it's not busy work, but we are busy about uh, our vision. We're busy about our work or whatever we're doing and we are busy. Then there's this third group and I hope and pray none of us are this way, but it's the facade busy. We act like we're busy. We tell people, I'm not sure I'll have to check my calendar and there's absolutely nothing on our calendar. And sometimes we want to look busy but we really are not productive. And I just want to, I'm going to talk a little bit about this today, that delegation uh, underneath as senior leaders, as second tier leaders, as third tier leaders, whatever that is, delegation is an art and it, and it needs to be done to be effective and for businesses and ministries to be effective. If we do it effectively, 
we'll find greater results and greater progress. Also, we'll find this. In delegation, we will find ourselves more uh, rested, less stressed, less anxious, less worrisome, because we are uh, seeing the vision come to pass and not have to do everything. I think about Jesus. I think about, you know, as the Anointed Leadership Podcast, we're talking about biblical principles. We're talking about the anointing in our life because, you know, some of us need the anointing just to be a dad. Some of us moms need an anointing to be a mom. We need to be anointed to be a husband or a wife. The anointing is supernaturally what God puts on us as believers to accomplish a specific task. Pastors need an anointing. Leaders need an anointing. Entrepreneurs need an anointing. Everybody needs an anointing. And to get the anointing, you got to do what Jesus did. And so I think about many verses in the scriptures in Luke chapter 10, uh, the whole chapter pretty much. But in starting in verse 1, it says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now, I want to pause this. Jesus didn't go with them. He delegated. The word appointed means he assigned to them to do something, to go to a specific town. He gave instructions. He assigned the authority to accomplish the task. He delegated the authority to the 72 to go before him, to prepare the way to help him do what God asked him to do. Now, I think about that. Now, if you're not a Bible person, I think you can respect the leadership principles of Jesus that we still inherently uh, work in in our lives every single day. Every organization has a biblical principle, and I think you can see that. His leadership, one man, took 12 guys and has completely changed the world. Still today, in 2021, we're still living off of Jesus' leadership principle. This principle about delegation is so profound to me. When you continue to read the book of Luke chapter 10, and at the very end of it, the Bible says that the 72 came back to Jesus celebrating and excited that the task they were assigned, that they actually got results. Notice this. After they told Jesus all this, he says, hey, don't celebrate the result. Just celebrate that you're, you have the ability to do that because you have, uh, you have received the presence and the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, and I'm developing you. He then turns around after he says that, and the Bible says he goes to his father and thanks God that they actually did what he asked them to do. Now, that's, that's an interesting statement in leadership is that I don't know how many senior leaders of what if you're a department head, that's a senior leader. If you're a leader over anything, have influence over anything, and you're the senior guy, you should be understanding this that you celebrate with them, and then you go back and you just say, Man, praise the Lord. They actually did what we asked them to do. Jesus never interrogated them about the how. He just heard the what. It's an important process in delegation. And Jesus did this. He assigned a task as well as the authority. He did both things. See, most people will delegate the task, but we don't delegate the authority. And I'm not going to talk about that. That one thought today is delegating authority versus task. We're going to do that at another podcast later down the road. But there is a difference in just assigning the task versus giving them the authority to go perform the task using their personality, using their characteristics to accomplish the ultimate goal, which is whatever that is, right? And so we find that. And what we find is this, the hard part about delegation. Jesus, he took 
a global worldwide ministry and delegated it to 12 guys that were fishermen, unlearned, uneducated, the Bible says. And he delegated it to 72 others at times, and he delegated things to other people. But he entrusted what we live today as believers into the hands of people that knew nothing about what he was doing. The reality is, is Jesus saw the greater vision where they just saw the day. Every senior leader and every, and you are, if you're a senior leader today and you're listening to this, you're listening to the right thing today, because here's what we do. We see the, through the lens, we look through a lens of our ministry, of our business, of our, whatever that is from a higher altitude than everybody else, than everybody that works with us, that works for us. We look at a higher altitude. We see the whole picture today. And most people that work with us and for us, they see through the lens of the day. What are the tasks that I have to do today? We're always going to see it differently. Delegating it to people that only see the day, that don't see the bigger picture, that's a tough ask. And here's why. is because we don't believe everybody else gets what we get. They don't, they don't see what we see. They don't, they don't feel like the, they don't grasp or embrace the impact of the thing that we're doing and what it really looks like. They only see what's happening in the day. And, and because of this feeling that we have between our team members and the senior leader and things like this, what we do is we believe that uh, what we do is we begin to be, and tend to become micromanagers. We're helicopter uh, leaders, and, and, and what happens is we're not effective uh, leaders who delegate. That's, that's the thing that happens when we micromanage and we helicopter uh, lead is that we try to do everything that we're asking them to do or we're paying them to do, uh, and, and delegation should relieve pressure from you as the senior leader while, look what Jesus did in Luke, he developed new leaders. He allowed them to take their personality and intertwine his vision and their personality and develop them. And know what he did out of those 72 people? He's still changing the world today in 2021. And it's something that he didn't go with them. He didn't micromanage them. They went and did, and they reported back. This is what Luke chapter 10 teaches us about delegation. And I want to challenge you uh, to become effective in delegation. Before I get into three little simple things that I believe that will help you, that's helped me to, to be a better delegator, somebody that can be effective in delegation, as, which is more than just assigning a task, if I should say it that way, I want to share some things of why I think people struggle with delegation. Why do we struggle with giving authority to other people to do things that ultimately we are responsible for? The first thing is, I, I wrote these three things down and just a couple bullet points with it, is this most leaders struggle with the delegation process. Simply watch this. They don't believe or they believe they don't have time to delegate as they are just too busy. Most leaders will say this, I don't have time to teach somebody. I don't have time. It's, it's, it's better and it's faster if I just do it myself. I don't have time to deal with assigning, checking up. Uh, I want to make sure it gets done and done right the first time. You know, we don't have time to do that. Here's what I want to say. That is a war cry, if I, can, if I may. It's a war cry for failure for you as a leader or for myself as a leader. If I say I don't have time to delegate, which means I don't have time to paint a picture, 
to get somebody else on my team to help me accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish together. Or better yet, it's a failure because I'm investing monies into the person on my team if I'm paying them a salary, but yet I don't trust them to do the job that I've hired them to do. This is what we have to realize. This is the reason why we don't delegate. Uh, that, that same thought is I don't have time to do that. It's also a, a sign of distrust uh, that we have with the people that are around us, or it could be a lack of organization from the leader's perspective. The senior leader is completely disorganized with his time or her time to actually sit down and instruct and invest in to somebody else's life. Also, it looks like this, uh, they, that we as the senior leader, if we say things like, I just don't have time to delegate, what happens is we realize that we don't even understand our role as the senior leader. When you understand your role, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit, uh, you understand that role, you'll understand that the delegation process is part of what you're we're supposed, supposed to do and not the day-to-day operations. The second thing I wrote down that of why leaders don't delegate is this. They believe they can do it better than anyone else. I don't know about you. Have you ever heard that? I have. I've heard that from leaders, the people that I follow, the the people around me, people that I don't have like leadership over my life, but I've heard that from so many other people's mouths. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've actually said that myself. I've said I can do it better. So I'd rather not ask them because then I'm, I'm going to get frustrated. Can I tell you this? Um, no one is going to do it the way you do it. Nobody's going to, they, they might get the desired result, but they're not going to do it your way. I, I'm reminded of so many things in my own life that my father-in-law, who was my apostle and helped develop me who and who I am today, things that, that he never liked me to do uh, my way. He always wanted me to do it his way because his way was always best. No degree, no disrespect to him, but it's just the mindset of so many leaders is that if you don't do it my way, it can't be done right. It also points to this, that when you say that nobody else can do it as good as you, listen to that, the pride and the arrogance of leadership will always get in the way of success. See, leadership isn't about accomplishing a goal. Leadership is simply about developing people. We have to realize that the, 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 to identify true leaders, it's how many people have they developed, not how many people are following them. And we got to realize to develop people, we've got to allow people to put their own thumbprint upon the tasks that you've assigned them or the positions that they're doing. The third thing that keeps people from delegating, if I could say it this way, is this. Uh, we're micromanagers or control freaks. We just got to control everything. Uh, what happens is because we're afraid that the thing's not going to get done. And so we've got to just control everything. We're, we're basically stressed out. And here's the thing is when you're stressed, really what that is, it's the achiever word of fear. You're so afraid that you get stressed out. It's when you know that you're in fear is when stress is lurking in your life. And what happens is we, we get afraid. We're micromanagers. We just don't trust anybody, and which is why we don't delegate. You know, here's the thing is we lose sight of our goals of developing people when we micromanage every aspect of somebody's job or somebody's responsibility or the assigned task. It's like Jesus in Luke. He didn't follow the disciples. 
he let them go. He sent them ahead of him. And when he met with them, they were all, they had accomplished exactly, but he was nowhere to be found. He assigned and he heard the report. It's so imperative as, as senior leaders that we understand that delegation was the process of Jesus and it should be the process of us, whether it's a ministry, a business, whatever it is, a department head or a department team in a business or in a church, you and I have to learn to be effective delegators. And, and here's the thing, we can't get caught up in the helicopter leader. Uh, we've heard the helicopter parent that wants to protect the child, even at 20 years old, we want to protect them and we want to keep them safe. But that helicopter parent is just going to create frustration, stir up a ton of dust, cause things to get in people's eyes that the vision gets blurry and nothing gets accomplished. Get away from the helicopter leadership and start delegating. I want to talk to you about that today. Here, here are three things that if, if I could just share three thoughts from myself to you today about delegating, how to effectively delegate to people around you. Delegation is probably the hardest thing. The waiting process is the hardest thing. The, to wait and see if it really happens is a hard thing to do for most senior leaders. But I think I've got three things that I, I believe for me, this is for Terry Lenscott in my leadership, that I have realized and I've come to grasp a hold in my life to help me develop people around me, help me become very successful at where I'm at, and help the people around me become even more successful in their life. That's the goal of leadership. I don't want to be a boss. I don't want to just manage. I want to lead people. I want to extract their, their, their different personalities out of every individual and allow them to become who God's called them to be. That's what leaders really do, in my opinion. Here's the first thing when you're going to delegate. You're, you've got to, number one, this number one thing is you've got to be okay with asking for help. You, you have to be okay. You've got to get to the place of being completely uncomfortable with the, with the pathway to the outcome that you ask for help. You realize you, you might be too busy because you're doing too many things. You're doing busy work rather than what the, what the, the value of a senior leader is, is, should be doing. And you've got to be okay with asking for help. The pride and the arrogance of a leader will destroy your success when you don't ask for help. When you realize that you bit off more than you can chew and you've got to delegate to somebody else. You don't have to let you don't have to do everything. This is what senior leaders have to realize. We don't have to do everything. I, I know leaders that feel like they have to let's talk about church leadership, right? You you're ahead of a department, you're the senior leader, you're the pastor. You feel like you have to set on the up the chairs, you gotta open up the doors, you gotta lock the doors, you gotta turn the heat on, you gotta you gotta check the bathrooms because nobody checks the bathroom right, nobody plugs in the coffee pot right, nobody turns on the proper lights, right? You know, the doors aren't shut. You know, I if I don't do it, no, no, you gotta ask for help because as the senior leader of anything, you have more valuable things that you can be doing than the simple little things that other people can help you do. You've got to be okay with asking for help. Asking for help is also saying, I'm going to delegate some things, but what you're really doing when you ask for help is you're going to empower other people and give them responsibility to help them grow in their own leadership abilities. If you don't ask them to help, if you don't assign things to them, then your vision will stay the, at the, the level that it is today because you need other people empowered around you, picking up responsibility and carrying on the, 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 uh, the vision and seeing it come to pass. 
most people won't ask for help because we don't have trust. I talked about that earlier, that distrust that we have in people. Here's the thing. You'll never be able to know what's in a person. You'll never know what a person is capable of doing until you test them. Well, how do you test them? You give them things to do that they've never done before. Maybe you've never seen them do it. Maybe they've never done it. But you'll never get the full capability out of somebody unless they are tested. And you'll never get tested unless you have been asked to do something you've never done before. I want you to listen really clear. In my opinion, for me, as you're listening to this as a senior leader, understand leadership is influence. We all agree with that. We all get that leadership is about leading people. But the definition of a leader is not how many people follow them. It's how many other leaders they've created. And to create leaders, you have to delegate authority. Jesus has created tons of leaders, even today, 2,021 years later, there's still leadership being developed out of the Bible of what Jesus did in four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what he did in those four books today, then many of us have created a handful of leaders. But the true leadership isn't about how many people follow you. You can have tons of followers on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. That don't make you a leader. It makes you an influencer. But true leaders will develop other leaders. You got to realize that, you know, trying to control everything and do everything yourself will actually uh, create a, a problem and less growth in your ministry and business than releasing some of the authority and responsibility to other people. The last thing I want to say about this being okay with delegating and okay with asking for help is this doing everything doesn't make you a leader. It just simply makes you exhausted. So it, just because you can do everything, just because uh, there's things that you, you should do doesn't mean you have to do them. It doesn't make you the leader because you do everything. What, what it does is just simply makes you exhausted so that the things that you should be doing are not being effectively done. I want to talk to you. Number one thing is be okay with asking for help. Until you solidify it in your own heart, until you solidify it in your own mind, you'll never ask for help. You've got to be okay with asking people to help you, asking people to do things, assigning a task to them. That's the first step into be effectively delegating your tasks around people. The second thing is, this is the second, probably the most difficult for most leaders is this, is you got to create your list of things that you, only you should and can do as a well, as well as things that you shouldn't or can't do. You've got to create a list. You've got to figure out what are the priorities? What are the valuable things that you as the leader need to be doing, that you should be doing, and that you can do. And then you've got to create the list of the things that you shouldn't do, even if you can, and the things that you can't do to get, to get whatever this, this goal, whatever this mission is that you want to accomplish, you've got to create your list. If I could be very honest with you, uh, you should not have more than five priority things on your list as a senior leader. Because you still have to deal with everything else going on in the, in the organization. You still have to deal with everything going on with everybody around you. I'm talking about the things that you have to do, the valuable things that you and only you can do for your ministry, for your business, for whatever that is. Uh, many, many leaders feel, this is what you feel sometimes is that, well, I got so much to do, I just need to add people to it. I need to hire people. I need more help. 
The reality in that is you don't need more help. You just need to reorganize and reprioritize the list of things that need to be done. Uh, I want to say this way. We, we know uh, when we know and we function in our role as the senior leader, our ministry or our business then can function at 100%. Whenever I'm meddling in a second tier leadership position, I'm now hindering them as well as myself from doing what we should be doing, which then reduces the rate of progress in our business, our ministry, our organization down 20%. I've got to function in my role as the senior leader. Most senior leaders have a hard time with this, which is why we don't delegate, but you have to create your list of the things that you should do. You've got to focus your attention and activity towards progress in the vision, not in the day-to-day operations. I said it in the very beginning, most senior leaders look through a lens that is at a higher altitude than everybody else. We see the overall vision. And the most the senior leader, if you're responsible, you can't just be thinking about the day-to-days. You have to be thinking about the overall. That's your job, is to get the overall bit vision to progress and, and attain that goal. But if we don't focus our attention and activity on that, and we focus it on the day-to-day, we lose sight of the ultimate goal, and everything slows way down. The, the problem for most senior leaders is that our attention is pulled in many directions because you have different departments, you have different people under you, you have different people around you, and you're still being pulled on making decisions every day. But you have to create the list of the things that you should do and you can do and the things you shouldn't do. Most leadership, the the decision-making in leadership should be pushed down to the lowest level. If somebody way below me, four tiers down, can make that decision on what type of toilet paper is to be bought, then I don't need to hear that. I just need to use the toilet paper. Come on, you know that's that's what we're talking about. But if you don't all if you don't define the important things, uh, you'll always attend to the urgent things. This is what I'm talking about. The, the the urgent is we need toilet paper. The urgent we need a bottles of water. That's not your job as a senior leader. That's got to be somebody else's responsibility. You got to deal with the important things. Where are we going? What's the what's the big outreach thing we're doing at this church? What is the the vision for 2021? What's the vision for 2022? You should be knowing that as a pastor. You start be praying that way and asking the Lord to direct you through 21 so that in 2022 you're already into it by the end of this year. You're but you're interested in hey we need bottles of water. No, somebody else should be figuring that out for you. And that's part of delegation. You got to figure it out. If you don't attend yourself to the important things, you're always going to be pulled away for, by the urgent things, which means you're going to forego uh, progress in your vision. I want to, here, here's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of things that I can do, right? I, that I do. I preach, I study, I create content. Uh, I develop the calendar, what our topics, what our themes are going to be. I shoot podcasts. I write podcasts. I write content. I help business leaders. I help other pastors. I oversee our, our staff. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I do. I pray for people. I respond to text messages. I respond to emails. I make phone calls. I meet with people. All of these things that I can do. But there's certain things that I only will do that are I only I can do. And there's things that nobody else can do for me in our organization. And here's what mine are. Number one is I got to hear God for the direction of this ministry and make it plain to everybody. Nobody else can do that for Abundant Life. Nobody else can do that for Terry Lenscott other than Terry Lenscott. I ha- as the senior leader, the vision is heard by me, nobody else. That's part of my list. Watch this. I have to pastor people. How do I do that? Creating content that is biblically based and by the vision of God, 
on a Sunday morning. I can't pastor everybody at Abundant Life by meeting them every week, once a month. I can't do that. Only I can do that. Now, I can have other speakers, but nobody else can pastor the people that I'm responsible for. And so I have to be that person that's creating the content that's pastoring people, that's loving on people, that's helping people. The third thing that I'm, I'm only I can do, watch this, is sign off on high-level strategy and budgets to accomplish this vision. Only I can do that because I know that vision. So anything else outside of that, I don't have to do it. And I probably shouldn't do it. I could. So it's simply this. I don't meet with married couples that are going through problems. Can I? Sure. Should I? No, because that's not part of what my role is in in my function as the pastor of this church. I have people that we've delegated that to that have been entrusted to do that for certain people. This is what I'm talking about. To truly and effectively delegate, you got to know what you can and should do and what you can't and shouldn't do. You got to make your list. So look, first one is you got to be okay. The second one is you got to create your list. And the third one, this is the hardest one of all three, I think. You have to resist the anxiety of the not knowing. Delegation is simply this, giving authority and permission for somebody else to fulfill the task that you've assigned them. That's true delegation. And the hardest part is the ultimate goal is the, is the result, not the path. But we always want to know the path. We want to know how they're doing it. And I want to challenge you. you got to resist the anxiety, the stress that comes from, I don't know what's happening. Who's doing it? Is it going to be done? Are they going to get it done? Am I going to walk in? Is it going to be right? Is, is it going to be what I want? All of these types of things. You've got to resist that anxiety. you got to trust your delegation process by entrusting it to somebody that you are building leadership in. Uh, here's the thing. Ministry, business should be joyous and not stressful. Well, it's only going to, you know, the art of delegating is more in the unknown than the instructions. That's the deal is you got to trust that the people that you've entrusted things to are going to accomplish the goal, even if it's not the same path as you. You got to know that when you've given detailed instructions, when you allow them to use their personality to accomplish the task, you are now developing other leaders, not just getting a task done. That's what leadership is, is development. It's empowering other people. Can I, can I say it this way? Look, leaders, you have been graced with the ability to handle the uncertainties and make the adventure of the unknown an adventure by to empower and to develop other leaders. I, I, I didn't want to go real long on this today, and I, I apologize for the length of this, but I feel it's so important about delegating and leaders delegating and the effectiveness of delegating and understanding that you're more inter- you should be more interested in empowering people and developing leaders than trying to just accomplish a task. But listen, you got to learn to enjoy the journey and celebrate the win just like Jesus did. Luke chapter 10, a powerful passage of scriptures about delegating authority and tasks that Jesus did and we should learn from it. Here's recap it today. Delegating effectively is this. You got to first be okay with it. You got to be okay with asking for help. You got to let the pride and the ego go and you got to be okay. The second thing is to be effectively in delegation is you got to know your role. You got to create your most valuable uh, moments in that only you can and only you should do, and everything else can be delegated. Just takes time. And the third one is after you delegate it, watch, be okay with the unknown, knowing and trusting 
that the ultimate goal is going to be achieved no matter how we get there. Because they don't have to do it your way. Let their personality come out. Let their leadership uh, traits come out and watch what God will do in their lives. Hey, this is the Anointed Leadership Podcast, and it requires the anointing of God on our life to do this. And if Jesus did it, you and I can do it too. Hey, I thank you for joining me. I hope the content has helped you today. Uh, It's been a lot. Go back and listen to it. Share it with somebody. Leave me a review. Give me five stars, if you will. Hit the subscribe button. Hey, I call you blessed. And until next time, walk in the anointing and become supernaturally natural at what God has called you to do. I call you blessed. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.